What's up, Nana Nation? Before we hit play on this podcast, I just want to put it out there. Thank you so much for downloading episode five of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. Today, our guest dad is Kyle Schulman. He returns. He makes the valiant return to the podcast. We cut it up. This is a really fun one. I think we get a little, little cut loose on this one. Um, I just wanted to put it out there that um, Mike Perricone and his wife and me and my wife, we are getting very close to our due date in real time. Uh, so there's a chance that the last two episodes that we had planned for this might be done after the babies are born. Uh, we're not 100% sure just yet on what's going to happen, but it's kind of where we're leaning towards that. So that being said, thank you so much for downloading this. And thank you so much. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day weekend. I hope you enjoyed your St. Patrick's Day weekend. I'm not too sure when this is going to get released. It might be before or after St. Patrick's Day. Either way, that being said, have a great one. Enjoy your week. Welcome everybody to episode 5 of the Not After 30 podcast continuing series, We're Gonna Be Dads. Uh, This is a passion project of Anthony's and mine. Um, A new experience for both of us where we've gone through uh, the ups and downs up until this point of uh, the, the road to fatherhood. And uh, we're going to be focusing on the second trimester of this episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous ones, either when you're done with this one, go back and check them out, or uh, stop right now, give us a couple downloads, and go back and check those out, because I think we've got a a nice long-running series here where we're bringing in guest dads. We're talking, uh, they're giving us life experiences, they're giving us expectations, and at the same time, every pregnancy and every child is going to be different. So we're experiencing a lot of different things, and it's been a really worthwhile venture for us thus far. Um, welcoming uh, our guest dad today is our favorite, Kyle Schulman. Um, welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Thanks. Good to be back. Yeah, welcome back, buddy. And of course, your favorite of mine, Anthony, the godfather of the show. Anthony, why don't you say hi to all the listeners out there? That was the best intro ever. I don't stutter. <laughs> <laughs> he was reading it off a piece of paper. <laughs> You guys ready to do this? This is episode five. Yeah, cheers. Five. Cheers, cheers. Boys. Always a pleasure. Clink. <laughs> we are voicing in our clinks because we're drinking out of these lovely Havana Club plastic cups that don't make any noise. Nope, it's all right. We make enough noise for this That's true. show. Boys, episode five. You ready to do this? Ah, born ready. Uh, See what I did there? Born ready. (laughs) Good time. Now, Kyle, I want to mention something. I I, I should have mentioned to you off air, but I'm not that much of a professional. Uh, We had a dad in. We had a dad in. I don't want to mention any names, but his name does have five A's in it. Um, (laughs) He was talking some shit about your father, your parenting. Oh, what did he? Your fathering. Is that a thing? Fathering? Uh, it just became a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fathering. Fine. Yes. I'm gonna write that down. Um, yeah. What, what did that? What did he have to say? Hey, man. What did he have to say? <laughs> well, again, not naming names, but this guy with five A's in his name um, was just talking about how much of a shitty dad you were. Um, how really, like, you should have given birth because your vagina is bigger than your wife's. Um, how you had the dad bod before the dad bod was a thing, and you really just aren't a good person overall well you know it's funny but um i know he's not smart enough to think of all of that on his own <laughs> so i mean uh, he cultivated sure. that over yeah, several yeah, weeks I, it was probably. like a list or of text a couple messages. little google searches <laughs> yeah well hey man um i don't know who you're talking about but yeah. if it is who i think it is um you know I, I hope he sticks with that comedy thing because, you know, it's, he's going to need a lot of education on how to be funny. Well, I will. Uh, I'll definitely relay that to him. Please. And uh, next time Dave's on the podcast, I'll, I'm sure he'll bring it up. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he sure loves to talk, doesn't he? He, he does. He does have a tendency to cut people off and just talk on his own. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't have his own podcast. You know what? Uh, I don't he's know. He's too either. frugal to spend money on yeah, microphones. There you go. <laughs> There's not enough time in the day for everything he has to talk, <laughs> not, and talk not about. Not enough gigs in the world. Jeez. Guys, episode five of the We're Gonna Be Dad's podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the second trimester. 
Um, some of the things that are happening in the second trimester, trimester. And also, I, I feel like this is really a point in the pregnancy where shit gets real. You start it, to see it. Start to feel it. It's when you find out the sex. It's when yeah. it, everything becomes a little bit more physically real. I think the mental realization happens near the end of the first trimester when you're starting to tell people, you're starting to see that sonogram and stuff. But I think the physicality of it, uh, both in your wife's side and you being able to feel uh, your your son or daughter in there, I think that's I think that's for sure. That becomes a lot more uh, real to you, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a little bit more personal realization from the man's side in the second tri- trimester. All right, so. Uh, in our last podcast, we talked about a lot of, um, a lot of points of the of the pregnancy, like um, how to deal with a pregnant woman, avoiding fights, um, try not to fight with your wife. The buying used first, buying new, um, is is a nursery really worth the value? That kind of stuff. So in in this podcast, we'll definitely talk about a little bit more about the second trimester, but um, we'll probably go over like. Let's let's start with some of the gender stuff, because uh, at this point we find out what the gender is. Episode three, Mike and I revealed that we were having a one boy, one girl, and separate women. Yeah, separate women again, still separate women. But um, <laughs> finding out the gender, like how how much excitement is rolled into that moment. You know, it, it might be a, a whole ten or fifteen seconds, but it might as well be half an hour because it's that moment where the uh, technician is saying, "Well, would you guys like to know?" When for Kyle's example, he he hid those results like he spoke right. on episode three, hid those results and did it in a cake reveal, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. To me, it was, uh, you know what? I can see. I if I were to go back and do it again, I would almost go Kyle's route because there wasn't as much like jubilation. I think when I found out in this, I was prepared. I was ready to go in there. I went in there with a purpose that day. You know, I took the afternoon off work to find out if I was having a boy or a girl. So when I, when we found out, yes, I did the fist pump and all that kind of stuff, but it was just the two of us, right? Whereas Kyle did it surrounded by close family and friends. Uh, I would imagine the emotion. I mean, it was great to see everybody else. And I'll tell you, everybody thought that everybody in my family on both sides knew that I wanted a boy. There was no, no if you meet me, if you meet me on the street, you would know I want a boy, even if we didn't talk about it. It's okay. just, the, it's just my personality. So, um, I had to keep a real straight face, very, very like close to the vest on that one. But seeing like you know the the uh, the, the nieces and nephews and stuff like that, that was that was that was really enjoyable. And to see my family and, and her family uh, to celebrate that, that was great. And bring the families together, it was mm-hmm. awesome. So, um, but yeah, I guess the anticipation in the lead up and all that, it's very matter of fact when you're getting it from a, an a, a, a ultrasound technician, right? Right. So, yeah. So I guess that maybe wasn't as like crazy, but I know that I still got my blood pump in. And it was almost like when we walked out of there and I could sort of like, you know, dance, you know, and, and not be in a medical environment. Well, yeah, That's you, when I started to get going, right? You couldn't even dance in the, well, you probably could, but I, you, you, ch- you hold it back a little yeah, bit. You're like, okay, bit. found out it's a boy, but now you got to wait till the rest of the procedure's done. Then you get out of the room and then you can be like, yeah. yeah exactly. What I would give to see Mike, the coach, Paracone, dancing, dancing in the hall. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine, and in my imaginations, like not even good enough. Well, what what I um, you know, there are very few surprises in your life, mm-hmm. like really, mm-hmm. and um, you know, when you find out you're pregnant, you have that moment with your spouse. Yep. In our case, our wife, and you know, you hug, you cry, you you hold each other, you start talking about how excited you are and yeah. what you're going to start looking forward to. But the gender reveal was more was not more for, but it was. Not just for us; it was yeah, for my it was a family. family affair. I yeah. wanted my family to take part in that excitement and see it firsthand. Yeah, and I and I and I think that going forward, if I think if we have another kid, I'd like to do that because uh, we were always trying to centralize it and make it special for the two of us. It's uh, it's really more about us than anybody else because as much as everybody's there for us and all that, we're the ones who live in the house and create our own little family there amongst mm-hmm. you know a greater good of family. But yeah, no, I think that. Um, I, I think that's really. I, I think that's one thing that I'll suggest to my wife next time is let's let's keep it secret. Let's you know bring the family in shortly after, so none of us have to wait because my mm-hmm. wife likes to know and and I and there's been a lot of practicality to knowing as soon as possible, especially from the man's side because you're playing a supporting role in the nesting process. So the more that you know, the more you can accomplish, and the more you can put your my, wife's mind at ease by having these tasks done ahead of time. At least that's the way I found it. But I think there's a certain. Uh, 
I think that's something I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll take into effect next time, or at least put it by my wife and say, yeah, you know, why don't we do a, a, a full reveal for everybody and make it a, a genuine surprise? Nice. I think that's nice. I think that's a way to make it fresh for the next time, too. Yeah, yeah. I think anytime you can mix it up and make it a little bit more interesting, it's always a lot of fun, too. It should be interesting. It should be a, a celebratory moment at, at some point, regardless. All these, finding out you're pregnant, finding out the sex, delivering the baby, these are all small miracles. And as 30-year-old men, we don't have many new life experiences to look forward to. So, like, right. I think that, you know, I'm really trying to savor this, yeah. for sure. It's what, beautiful. What do you feel about uh, it being a surprise? Waiting till birth. Not dealing with it. Uh, again, as a, from a practice. Okay, so I I could do that no problem, especially now that with the second one and having the selfish reassurance that I'm having a son. Mm. I could definitely do it with the second one. My wife cannot keep a secret. Needs to know <laughs> very much. Uh, you know, control. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say control freak, but just uh, likes to have a harness on the situation so that she can be best prepared. She's very methodical in the way she thinks. I'm very like free spirited and. and you know, I don't really think about that kind of stuff. So um, I don't think we'll ever get to that point just because of the clash in personalities and the fact that I it's not important enough to me. But I think there's definitely some weight to it for sure. It makes what about, sense. What about yeah. you? Um, I don't know. I, th- I think we're too much of uh, control freaks. You know what? Again, knowing how the first one went, I think I'd have to know what the second one would be. See, uh, I think I could wait. Uh, you know what? You're anticipating a boy still, Anthony. You know, that's probably exactly what it is. It could be is. something that simple. Yep. It could be that primal male thing that we and, all talk about that nobody says. We all sort of want a boy even though we don't really You care. know what? And I, This might come to a surprise to you guys because of my burly, very masculine appearance, but I'm a very emotional person. And I need to mentally prepare myself for most major surprises. Yeah, see, I struck you more as an emotional, emotional person than a burly yeah, well, fella, so I get you that. You need to get your eyes checked then. I, uh, <laughs> I, I would much prefer, not prefer, that's wrong, but I wanted to, I wanted to go the surprise route. Just go yeah. all the way, right? But now that I've had Noah and, um, you know, and we have the second one on the way, uh, you, you need to know the first time mm-hmm. because you have to get prepared yeah. because your life is about to change. So the more you can be prepared, the better. Yeah, having right. some diapers prepared, having the cl- some clothes, whether you, it's important to you to have gender specific, specific clothing, clothing. Yeah. and uh, you know, and for us, for Mike and I, wanting the boy, you know, start thinking about what it's going to be like. Yeah, and, and so, but now I want. Lots of my wife and I want a large family, mm-hmm. so um, you know we, we found out the, the gender of the second one, and it's a boy. And I really hope the third one's a girl sure. because the fourth child will be. I want to be a surprise. Whether she wants to find out or not, that's right. fine. For you, but you played by her surprise. rules for three times, so yeah. it's now. A, yeah. Well, not her rules. It's no, my rules too because I want sure. to be prepared. But like, yes, I now that everything's off the table. We have had the boy. I've yeah. had the girl. Yeah, we yeah. are prepared. I've got all the clothes already. Yeah. You know, ready to go. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a painter, so I can change the nursery color if we have to sure so it's not a big deal but i want one of them to be a surprise that's okay and that's good to want that too all right well let, let's that actually blends in nice nicely to our next topic but the gender reveal party yeah now uh we did one you guys kyle and crystal did one um is the gender reveal party is that a must to do or is it would you do it again if you're going to keep it a secret, is this the best way to reveal it? I think it's awesome. It's very yeah. interactive. It doesn't... Yeah. In a non-interactive society that we live in, like the social interaction of having people in totally. a room and to feel that energy, there was a, there was a palpable energy yeah. that I felt. And I'm not I'm not some, you know, la-di-da guru. Like, that's what that sounds like. But no, honestly, getting all of your family together into a room and everybody knowing what's at... And there's only one or two possible outcomes, and either that's one right. of them are joyous. Right. But to feel that, like, joy that when, when that's released, it's, 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 it's not to be missed, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're necessary. I think they're very much like a modern-ish type uh, thing. But you know what? If you've got people that you want to celebrate this with and, the, and you have uh, close family and friends that you think it's important to be there and celebrate that moment with you, I think it's a great way to do it. I think it's a good excuse to get people together. And yeah. I also think that no matter what, it's a happy outcome, which is not always the case. I watched a couple on YouTube before we, we decided to do ours. And I saw some very lackluster surprises. And that was one thing that I was really... I didn't. I want it to be enough of a excitement, or at least like some a happy moment, as opposed to it gets revealed and it falls flat, and yeah. then you're stuck with like, how could it fall flat? Are they I heartless? I was gonna say you have to have some really like, cold me, or unappreciative. I've seen. I, I've seen. I've seen. Oh, I saw one that happened at a, at a dinner table, and it was all women, and they had 
they were giving birth. Uh, I think they had a boy. Was it just friends, though? I no. I I, I feel like because I bet there's too. jealousy in that because might be. Hmm. This is so big for your. For our parents, our, the, the child's grandparents, right. they get that surprise. They didn't get the surprise of, oh, my God, we're pregnant. You yeah, know, yeah. They, but they get the surprise of, am I going to have a grandchild boy or grandchild yeah. girl? And you don't think they're chomping at the bit like we are to prepare for that? Absolutely. And I know my mom is behind the scenes is getting oh, those yeah, little same. boy outfits and yeah. planning out little yep, things yep. and doing what she can to try and spoil her first grandson. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned it on the episode three, but, like, it's 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 just as much for the grandparents, the gender reveal. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? It's a happy moment for, for all that, that are happy for you, I think. I yeah. think that's the key, is inviting the people that matter to you yes. and the real, true family and friends, the ones that, like, will be, um, will show elation in that moment because they're genuinely happy for you. Like, when you find people in your life that that care about you beyond their own means, that's, the to me, that's the definition of family and friends. So that's the kind of people you want to have there. And maybe they invited the wrong people to those YouTube surprises and stuff yeah. like that. It just sounds well, maybe like, it was sprung on them. I, I, I feel like, like yeah, yeah, sure, it could be shocking, tell right? them yeah. what it is, and yeah. they're like what? Just, just like if I had to guess, I feel like the women there are probably like Eastern European, like maybe Ukrainian or Polish, maybe even Russian. Right. And I think they're just so used to not showing any emotion yeah. and just being ice cold about everything yeah. that they just didn't didn't P- have it in them. Putinomics, too. I get yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I know your family, Anthony. And I saw your I was, video. Your video there. was clearly... It did not land there's flat. There's no yeah, exactly. quiet people. Same. Yeah, Same. No, yeah, in, my, in my entire family, there's not one quiet person there. And it's great when you get to the gender reveal parties because you can... Energy. Feel the yeah. energy when you walk in the door. This it's is love, going man. to be yeah. something it's, happy. It's, it's investment. You nailed it's it. love. It yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. All right, cool. Um, let's move things. A, do you guys know what a baby moon is? And B, would you do one? Okay. Never heard I'll, of a baby moon. Okay, I'll give you a quick answer on that. Yes, I am going to do a baby moon. My wife is currently just shy of seven months pregnant. In the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to take her to Niagara Falls for a night, which is local to the Toronto area where we podcast out of. Um, nice little night away uh, before she gets to the point where there's the point of no return and we don't want to be leaving the house. Now, Mike, our, our wives are due within a, a week or so of each other. Yes. My wife really wants to do uh, a baby moon. Yeah. I, I'm of the mindset of, like, budget over everything. Right. And I feel like there's there's no room in the budget for that. Yeah. But seeing that our wives are so close together, do you want to do it together? Can we just send our wives together to a spa? Just they go. We podcast all night. Can I come? You can come. Your wife's <laughs> pregnant too. Sweet. She can go with them. Oh my god, this is amazing. Oh, we do, we just, like do we just arrange I'm a play date for our wives? <laughs> so is this like the right bachelor now. party for the baby moon? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, you know, that's it. We send our, pri- our pregnant wives yeah. to Niagara for the weekend. They can waddle around, yeah. be very pregnant, complain about things. You can get like pregnant pedicures and pregnant massages and pregnant waxing and all that stuff. That's a thing, right? <laughs> waxing. Is that not a thing? I think I feel like you'd want to... I'm gr- pretty sure they're going to start letting it go now. Just grow... You should, you <laughs> that would be grow. my guess. <laughs> you want that You want that full... full. I don't get much full. eyes on the prize anymore, but... <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, you want that full forestry before the... Who cares? It's a medical ordeal at that point. I guess. I think we should just get back on topic. Yeah. Uh, baby moon. I, I think it sounds interesting. I wish I would have thought of it. I mean, uh, it's definitely something you, you want to do, jokes aside, with, with your spouse. Because once yeah, that baby sure. comes, yeah. it's... Um, I don't know if you know this, but you guys are going to become second rate in the house. You oh, know what I, I mean, like it's no longer oh, about since you we got our dog. I've, I've been second rate in this house, right? Yeah, so, fair. so third for you then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just following farther down the totem pole. Yeah. But yeah, joke, jokes aside, I think that's a fantastic idea. I wish I would have thought of that. I mean, I got yeah. recommendations from my from pregnant or uh, past pregnant women uh, that this was a good idea, and it was uh, close family friends and stuff like that, and said, "Look, as your wife gets closer to the due date." life is going to become more difficult for mm-hmm. excuse me um so make a point even one night away whatever it is doesn't have to be crazy physical i figured what i'd take her we'd get a nice you know reasonably priced room because uh, yeah. i don't really care about we've done the uh we've done the the one year anniversary go away get the falls of your room we don't yeah. need to do that let's get to a place let's go for a decent meal let's go to a place that we're not normally there go for a little walk to keep the physical activity yeah. up and then uh and and maybe get her like a little pregnancy massage yeah. which if you're smart and you have good benefits you can Get yeah, get rid of at least work. half of the cost of that, yeah. right? So that's the way I've approached it: is budget in mind, but a little, but not minding to spend an extra hundred bucks to, to make my wife feel special. Right. Because I, after this, we're not going to be spending much money on ourselves for the foreseeable future. Right. 
Well, Mike, wow. we're gonna have to have a conversation afterwards. You're gonna have to give me some ideas. Okay. Because I, you know what? I, at first, I was like, "Nah, it's silly." But the the way I hear you talking about it's it, it's the amount of women that have told me it's a good idea that's convinced me. Yeah, I see. It I wasn't about me. And me, it's looking back, hearing this now, yeah, and regretting see. not doing that. Because yeah, if well, there's anyone who deserves anything it's special, just, it's honestly, the it's just woman. a slight level of pampering to make them feel special. And I know you, you know, if you're if you're if you're doing your job as a husband, or you, you're probably giving her a little back rub here and there. Yep. You're doing a little bit of the oil and rubbing her feet and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I think we're all good people, and we're not these macho jerks. Um, at least we don't. We play it on the podcast, but that's Speak a different stuff, right? But we all take care of our wives, understanding that she's going through a lot more than we are. So right. you know, like that's. I think this is just a little extra thank you for. And then on the selfish side, yeah. While she's getting her massage, you, you hit the casino for an hour or two, absolutely. and you're all set, hit the right? Casino, have a beer, or and, sundowners. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I hear it's the not massages. a bachelor party. Oh, it's right, a baby right. move. Get a reminder of where babies come from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember what the body looked like before the baby. Oh, I know. I. I that. Um, it's uh, this orange snails in my system. I can't help it. <laughs> but um, I get mouthy when the orange snails in my system. I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, I was gonna leave it. Gonna straight straight I said I said I was gonna let you dig your own grave, um, but it was yeah. it wasn't going anywhere. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Let me just dig myself. I was trying, to, yeah, I was trying to get rid of the awkward moment. <laughs> yes. Okay. What about prepping the baby's room? Now oh, I've let, got some points on go this. Right okay, before you start, let me just throw a couple ideas here money spent on it is it worthwhile like how much do you do how much, not, we all know we, we talked about this in episode four but we all know that there's no the baby doesn't give a shit what room it's in no so how much how much more. are you actually putting into that baby's room there's there's more to it than that they don't they don't know the, the child right. doesn't know and they don't spend the first couple months in there anyways they're in a bassinet yeah. beside your bed the, and then if you co-sleep they're not in that crib. Okay, let me put it What's this way. What's co-sleeping? Where you, they sleep with the mom, like oh. in the bed. In and your it's just, bed? Yeah. Well, tip, generally speaking, you as the man generally. won't be you in mean, the bed any, anymore. <laughs> so, you, so you mean after the bassinet phase, they go into the co-sleeping phase? Is yeah, that the idea? and okay. that's more so for the bonding? mom. Well, bonding, but it's more so for the mom who doesn't have to get... If, if they're breastfeeding, it's the best because they just roll over, throw a tit in the mouth, and yeah. and then they like go back to sleep. Yeah. It, yeah. It, Right. So it's just, it's easier. So they don't have to get up constantly. And like if the baby cries, you, you're just the right there. It's you right soothe them. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get up and go to the bassinet. It, it's more so for that, I, I think. Did your I wife know. do that? Do you mind if I ask? Yeah, we co-sleep. Okay. She still co-sleeps. Okay. Yeah. We or her? Her. Okay. When the new one comes, I'm going to be co-sleeping with Noah, I would assume, and she'll be with the new one. Right. But okay. back to the, to, the, to the room, I think it's more... Tradition or nostalgic? It's definitely, it's definitely, it's a a cultural norm. And it's a good moment between you and your wife to do it. Sure. You're spending time together. Oh, this is going to look cute. Let's pick this color and let's put this together like an Ikea crib. Not an Ikea crib. I hope you can get that. But put the the crib together and like, oh, it's going to be so cute. But but we did all that. Noah didn't sleep a single day in his crib. So it was together. We got some lovely pictures. Never slept in it. Never slept in his room. He slept in our room, and then we converted Noah's room, Burton Nursery, what was a nursery, into back into the master bedroom, and then he sleeps in the other room now. Okay, so but when do you break that? Like when when does that happen? Like when do you when does that habit some people stop? some people continue some people, it for many several years? Yeah, some, until the and kid some people develop. get rid of it after six months. Right, right. and you just no, he's sleeping on their own, and that's either way. I'm, there's no right way, I don't think. No. Let, Maybe I should leave this till the end. I'm going to leave it till the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to write it down? Okay. So prepping the baby's room aside, I mean, Mike, is your baby room ready? No. I would say it's probably 60 to 70% there, and we're 10 weeks out. Okay. Uh, major furniture bought, painted, uh, decor being decided upon now, uh, specifics of it. Uh, theme is already picked out, registered for... Um, theme attributes let's call it and things that people can buy that accent the room Uh, I figured the final 30% to 40% of it will be pushed after the baby shower which is about a month before she's due Uh, so but I I didn't see it as like a huge need to get done by the time he came home either because I knew I was going to have a minimum three four or five months uh, before he even got out of the bassinet so I wasn't too worried about it so I'd like to I mean again it's more I agree it's more of a traditional thing. When we had Dave in last time, I learned a lot about money saving, but I also yeah. realized, I mean, it's budget dependent. 
Uh, and it's also how much you want to put up a fight with your wife as to the mindset she's had for right. that room all along. Right. And if money is not an option uh, and you can sustain it within whatever your financial means are, then if, and if you're like me and you're non-confrontational and only 3% of the problems actually matter, then I let my wife go wild. And quite frankly, money spent is... is, is for is, her is, peace of mind? Exactly. She's the budgeteer in the household. She knows what she can afford and what she can't. And is it a complete waste of money? Probably. But at the same time, does it matter enough to me to upset my wife absolutely not, not exactly you guys I, I i made it sound like you know and i think it is a waste of time and, I, I think and, and somewhat of a waste of money sure but it is so worth doing it with your wife i get just like the, the baby moon you were discussing yeah you know because you want to do have that moment with them yes and building it and building what it's going to be like and having all those those butterfly thoughts of like oh we're gonna rock him in this uh, glider and oh you know putting him to sleep and singing him a song or, or we're gonna read him a book over there on the i've chair. already planned for that glider that's my video gaming chair if i still play that's video games hilarious. a year from now you won't no exactly and I I, i've already i've already stopped just to make sure but at the same time it's like you know the level of satisfaction i can give my wife uh you know through her establishing this pregnancy and delivering this baby the way she wants is far more valuable than money to me and and that's not the case for everybody and i i know my wife my wife is a hard budgeter and what it what i've noticed it become is I have less expendable income. Like when I go to the well to take out money and I look at the account and I think, ooh, that's a lot less than I thought. It's because she's allocated money for things that she deems important. And how can I argue with that? Yeah. I really don't see the need to argue with that. If it was something crazy where it put us into like a financial uh, like precarious situation, then obviously I think you have a responsibility to look up on behalf of the family. But as long as she's if she's the one that controls the budget, which is in my case the smart way that we get along in our marriage, I really don't see an issue with it. And I think that everybody is unique and everybody is satisfied in different ways by how they prepare for their children, right? Yeah. So I think you just got to play off your wife and what makes her happy. I think that's the successful route for any man, to be honest with you. I think we'll all agree, do it for your first child. See, Learn, for learn your from child. it. What you're going to do yeah. as a parent, you're going to learn. Yep. As you go, and uh, you know you'll you'll make the decision for the second time. The second time, I would I would say no, don't more minimal, more minimalist. Nursery. Just be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've lived through it once. Right. Live through your mistakes. Yeah. Makes sense to me, guys. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, label labor uh, pre labor or prenatal classes? You know the Lamas, I think, is what it's been called. A few things like that. Have any of you guys? We'll, we'll start with Anthony. Have you explored that? Is that something you've done? Just a little bit of research. Like where are you guys at with that? Well, my understanding is that um, there are two ways to go about it. One is going through um, like the manip- um, the city. You can you can go through the city and they offer free classes. Yeah, they offer that through the OB when we yeah. first went to go see her. Yeah. Or you can go through uh, and do privately. Um, we went. We initially looked at the the free classes. They were they were taken up way before the baby was even like the baby would have been like six months old before we went to got into these oh, classes. Oh, it's that far of a backlog. Yeah. Um, so we opted. We we signed up for some classes, but I've heard a lot of like a lot of things about like you don't learn anything. Like I don't. I wouldn't say I'm I'm really versed in taking care of a child. Yeah. But I feel like I'm very good at Google and I can figure out a lot of things through that. Sure. But I would like to take the classes just for the security of taking those classes. Okay. How about Kyle? Did you guys do any of that Lamaze classes and the prenatal stuff or anything like that? No, we didn't. We didn't do any. Was of that those a conscious things. decision, um, or did you run out of time? Because I find that's where I'm at right now. It's not the conscious conscious decision that we didn't want to do it. It's that we're ten weeks out, and it's probably the least least of our priorities right now. Right. I would say no. What what my my wife, my wife, uh, <laughs> Crystal, well done. is um, is a huge component of proponent. I can't speak right now. She does research. Yeah. She's a research podcasts. freak. Okay. Like, while we're sitting watching TV, she's if I'm flipping on the phone, I'm, I'm on Facebook. She's yeah. Googling, like, how to raise a child, sure. how to do this, how to do that. So um, she she read a lot of stuff. She read a book on hypnobirthing, which is a thing. Okay. What is that? I assume hypnotics to increase no, to decrease pain in birth. I think, or? Yeah, I think it's just about getting your the female's mind in the right headspace. It's like chi and all that. Like just like being centered like and all you're that. You're going to be in yeah. pain. It's going to happen. How to like how embrace to it and accept it, it yeah. and, and focus your energy in a certain way. Uh, I I think I don't know. I didn't read the book. Sure. I should have, but I I didn't. Um, but um, 
lost my train of thought. Just just whether or not it was a priority. Oh, no, I was saying she does research. And I think, like, Lamaze, as you mentioned, no. that's like an old school thing, right? Like, I don't know. People don't do that anymore. It's I, a I term assume. I remember from but that's what Fresh our, Prince of Bel-Air, I believe. Our parents <laughs> did because there was no Google. Isn't that a car race? The Lamaze? Le Mans. Le Mans. Oh. Close. Close. The, yeah. But, yeah, I think um, those kind of things are were done back in the day before Google. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Before now, information now was you, instantaneous. Yeah, yeah now you yeah. can read up on multiple different ways of doing it. And, um, there, you know, and are you going to do a home birth? Are you going to do uh, – you can get a midwife now. Yeah. And, like, like, they help you a lot. And there's so many different ways to go. Right. The only thing I thought about as being valuable um, is – just what ha- like specifically like I don't think anybody in a class can necessarily teach you how to be a great parent. I'm sure there's like guidelines and the, and stuff to keep your kids alive through the city and stuff like that. But I don't think that I never thought that I would get worthwhile instruction on how to be a quality parent. I think that's dependent on the kind of character you have oh, and, the, we and the investment you put in. But no, what labor. I was going to say is what I was interested in was strictly the labor portion. Like what I can do, I'd love to take like a a couple like two, three, four classes where how I can aid my wife or specific things that can help to reduce the strain on her body and her mind during the actual birthing process. I think there's probably something to that. I bet you, like you said, if you sat down at Google for half an hour, an hour, you probably find that information. I would imagine you can. There's checklists, man. Like make sure you bring a massager for her back. Make sure you, you know, bring her music. Like, I don't know if you guys have done this yet, but, um, if you're if you're doing a hospital birth, mm-hmm. you can go there and they'll give you a tour of the area, show okay. you the nursing right. suites. You yeah. can get comfortable with the environment you're going to be in. A lot right. of people think, oh my god, I'm going to give birth in this like br- brightly lit fluorescent light Sanit- room sanitized. with people screaming. And yeah. It's not that man. It's a beautiful, wide open suite, windows. You know, you can bring your own music. We had Bob Marley playing while, yeah. while she was while she was in labor, right? Yeah, like, I'm on. yeah so like you it's important to go do those things because you want to be better prepared and then there's checklists you can get online like right. to make sure you bring that little hand massager that goes on her back because mm-hmm. that usually hurts and you know certain um, uh, what do they call pressure points you want to you want to focus on yeah that's the kind of stuff like, I'm interested yeah, in that's yeah, yeah for sure but, like you don't need to take a course per se I don't know maybe they're useful I didn't take one so I'm not really an expert I think the change in societal uh, flow of information is a very valid point as to why those things are less practical they have been in years past because sharing information wasn't as easy Yeah. so yeah I think that makes a lot of sense and a reason why maybe it's not as pertinent as it has been before All right, let's move on let's go in with something that I've maybe had a little bit of a hard time with but it's dad's being uh, dad's having an emotional connection to the bump. I'll I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, Please, yeah. Sure. I, I got. So when we found out we were pregnant, I, I'm sure everyone listening would uh, agree. I was so happy. Um, but the other side of that is, I had a I have a hard time associating with, you know. The stomach, like the the, the 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 baby. I know the baby's in there. You know, I want to see the baby, but I'm having a hard time just getting that connection with the bump. I hold the bump, you know, little kicks and that kind of stuff. Um, I know the baby's in there. It's like a kinder surprise. Like, I'm excited to have a kinder surprise, but I really want to know what the toy is. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm having a hard time connecting, although... I love the connection. I love knowing that the baby's in there. I love... I love the fact that the baby's coming, but I'm having a real hard time connecting to the bump. I love your honesty. I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, I felt the exact same way. Oh, thank God. I I felt, okay, listen, this Kinder Egg. Yes. Just enjoy the chocolate. Enjoy the journey. Okay. (laughs) The egg's coming. I always enjoy the chocolate. Okay. And, um, and this is truthful. I didn't have a connection with Noah until more like he was like a year old. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. and and it's weird. Like, of course, I'm excited. I mean, I I look forward to throwing ball with him. I look, you know, I loved holding him in my arms. I loved feeding him. I loved doing those things. But a connection for a woman starts at conception. Yeah. Okay. But for the man, this is my my um, personal experience, anyways. But um, when he was born, I got to hold him. Then I got a little bit of a connection. He was real. He's here now. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't need you. He right. needs his mom. Right, right, right. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. The child needs your mom. Yeah. He needs to feed. 
the mom takes care of that. Yeah. You change a couple diapers. She spends all day with yeah. them. The connection is the mom's for sure. My connection came when he could speak. I love you. Yeah. Mm. And you'll break down again. Yeah. That was the moment oh, I was like, for "Oh shit!" Oh, <laughs> he loves me. He loves me. <laughs> There's yeah, a connection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a connection. So I, I totally hear you. It's there. It's real. You're excited. You're happy. Uh, you don't want to make it sound like it's a negative thing to say. You don't have a connection to right. the thing. But no. you, d- I didn't. And it's I it's a connection it's of distance. Even now, you're. It's an acknowledgement of life. But it's not a. It's it's it is a difficult connection. And the only reason. I felt like I wanted that as well, and I just, I had to be very vocal with my wife, like, listen, I want to know when he's kicking, I want to touch you like that, and it's not that, you know, like, this is important to me too, I really want to be as close as my son as possible, like, for the rest of my, this attitude that you see in me, it's going to be there for the next 40 or 50 years, God willing, so, like, this is what I want, this is you got if you could please let me know as long as it doesn't make you uncomfortable right, or whatever right. like that just know that i want to be as connected to you to Mark, our son as you are and just to allow me these you know opportunities and so that was at first she was always like oh you're kind of weird why do you want to touch my right. belly and i'm like no you don't understand it's important to me like this is yeah. not this is not lip service this is not garbage like this is this is a defining point in my life too and it matters and within your comfort level please include me Right. And that's the way that I got a little bit closer. And I know my 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 boys are a, a couple weeks ahead of yours, so maybe the kicks the kicks the last week or two have been like phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Last night she was kicking like crazy. Right. I felt like she was like a MMA fighter just working the speed bag. Yeah. Well, mine was always really shy too. It's almost like as soon as Daddy came close, he would stop kicking, and then I pull it away and this and that. So it was almost like a little game. But then I. I thought of it as positive. I'm like, maybe he needs to get me get to know me better. So yeah. I started talking to him uh, a lot more and, and starting to identify with him and explain to him what was going on around him and, and all this other kind of stuff. So I'm di- like, I realize none of this matters and he's not going to retain any of it except for probably the tones of vibration in my yeah. voice. It, it does matter. The, t- the, like, the tones and understanding that he can be comfortable with me right out of the womb because I'm a familiar sound. But, but nothing I say really matters in terms of the context, but I, it matters to me. Right. So whether it matters to one side or the other, I think the more that you can do that and the more that your partner understands how important it is to feel that connection and it's not the same for everybody it's just it's a completely personal thing but I think the more you vocalize it the more success you'll have in trying to get those opportunities and on that note strangers keep your damn hands off the damn belly yeah exactly it's not your place that's right Mm-hmm. Don't even ask. You're not welcome. Right. You know what? I find that more often than not, it'll be it, more often than not. It's clearly a woman. It rarely does a man ask to grab the belly unless he's incredibly familiar with it. And even then, it's you don't tend to get it too often. It's more like, Dad, do you want to feel him kick? Right. Because my dad's not going to grab my wife's belly. He's got too much respect for, for her. Right. But um, I find that yeah, uh, flighty women are the ones you got to worry about. Right. Keep your damn hands off. Right. You know, <laughs> it's just crazy. I know that they have that magnetism, and certainly if there's nothing, if there's one thing I try to reinforce with my wife to make her feel better during this time is like every woman's jealous of you right now whether they realize it or not because they all want that connection that you're feeling or they've had it and they want it again that's what I'm saying it's that primal urge that either reconnect or to connect for the first time like savor these moments because you are the bell of the ball yes that's a good point too right I like it so alright let's get real serious Let's let's crunch some numbers let's talk about budgeting for mat leave because this is one topic that petrifies me sure um, maybe Kyle, you want to talk us through what you've done yeah, so far, that, or like you how, how you survived the clear la- lack of income for some time. I know you, you know, you said it's been a continuous cycle in previous podcasts where it's almost been a four-year struggle. So it's almost the norm for you now, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that I would hope everybody is in a situation where they're not struggling, struggling to, to pro- work out a budget to provide for their children in some capacity. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, you should be hopefully smart enough to have money constantly going aside for, mm-hmm. for the things that are important, like the budgeting for a child. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I can't really speak on the mat leave part because both my wife and I are self-employed, so okay. we get whatever time we want off whenever we want anyways. Right. Or we work extra hard to make extra money. So, so how about we flip that on its ear? Did you have to work significantly harder basically to to allow you to provide because she wasn't able to sustain at that level like did you find increased effort over that time or was it uh, progressive savings over time to get to the point where you, she could take that time off because there's clearly a loss of income she's not going to be nearly as sustainable as she was right. before right she, she's she's a hairstylist so i okay. mean she can do a little know, bit of work from home i don't know if home, you know right? this anthony but hairstylists can make good money sure i heard that yeah, yeah so um 
you know, like even if she does a client or two in a day. It's a little bit of petty cash, basically. Three or four yeah. hours. Yeah. No, it's not petty cash. It's good money. She oh, makes, is that right? She makes more than I do per hour if you break it down. Interesting. Right? Okay. But she only has to work. So, you know, if, if I come home at 5 o'clock from a day's work and then she's like, oh, I've got, a, I've got two hours to do a client. Yeah. Okay, great. And then boom, she just made... Hundred dollars, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, so that's so we have that luxury. So she never really, we saved up enough that she could take four months off. That's what we did. We budgeted Mm. for four months, okay, so she could have off, off, no worries. Yeah. When she went back to work, it was, I'll take a haircut here, I'll do a color here, uh, you know, and and then she slowly got back, and now she only works Mondays and Tuesdays, okay, and she'll do the occasional Saturday if it's like I gotta go to a wedding wedding or something. Yeah, I mean, she'll do that. So she doesn't have to work. All the time, and but, that that's just a benefit for us. But everyone else isn't in that boat, right? Sure. But is is there a number to really to to envision? Is there a number to budget for? Like, is there is it is there ever enough money to budget for? There's never enough money, right? And for us, again, being self-employed, enough money is well. What's your expenses each month? Right. Okay, it's X amount of dollars. Yeah. Uh, we need to make that much, Kyle. Do you make that? Uh, can you make that much in a in a month? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. Okay, then she doesn't have to work. Then when she does work a little bit, it's bonus, right? Right. So I mean, that's how we did it. No, that makes sense. Um, I, I think when when I've always heard that when you have one child, you don't really feel the pinch for money, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But when you have a second child, all of a sudden your grocery bills go up right. significantly more. And, um, you know, diapers are, are, are expensive. So, yes. you know, get, get excited for that. <laughs> did you do the disposable stuff or these reusable things? We did, that the, really uh, we did the reusable diapers for a week and a half. Yeah. And, it just... and then we're like, not for us. Yeah, right. Okay. It's not for everybody. It's hard work. And yeah. if you are squeeze, uh, squeamish, don't do it because yeah. you're, you're going to get, you're gonna get stuff everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, every, everyone's different. Redbug Magazine says you should budget $2,000 for a mat leave. That's not enough. That's that can't incre- be that's enough, That's incredibly right? low. That's, that's rent, f- renting groceries. Give yeah, me a break. I feel like that's next to nothing. Yeah, no. Again, figure out your... You sit down, crunch the numbers, figure out what your expenses are for the month. You've got your cell phone bills. You've got your, your food. You've got your cable if you have that. You've got, you know... Um, diapers are going to be a, a new cost, you mm-hmm. know, formula if you need it, God forbid, you, you better save up for that too because yeah. if your wife can't breastfeed, which can happen, it can happen, yeah. or the child is unable to latch, can happen, then you need to budget for formula and mm-hmm. that's just not cheap either. Yeah. So $2,000, not even fucking close. Mm-hmm. I think we budgeted probably more like 4000 or 4500 yeah. for the month. Okay. Yeah, they they say for a year it sh- it should be about five thousand dollars a month or five thousand five thousand dollars a year, and it's about four hundred dollars a month budgeting for a child. That seems low. It seems low. I would say that's probably the minimum. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Minimalistic approach. Yeah, it yeah. says four four to six hundred dollars a month uh, to budget for a child. I think. I feel that's like crazy high. See, I think we put it. I say, I guess it all depends, right? Like, how are you accruing all of the baby assets that you acquire over the course of time? Have you paid for all of them up front, and you really don't have a lot? Then, then maybe you can sustain on a couple because the line. If you're able to breastfeed, the lion's share of that should be food and formula, right? At least that, and then everything else is superfluous stuff, clothes, which you're probably going to get given some, and all that. Like, those are those are materialistic decisions, right? right? Like, you're right. The initial like until the baby stops breastfeeding, you should get really good value out of that, but then it should grow exponentially. After that, when you got to feel how long did you breastfeed before? for? A couple of years, like two years. I was gonna that's say, up for debate. But I was gonna say it's anywhere. I've heard anywhere years? between eighteen months and like three or four years. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah, three or four years. It's it, okay. So I don't know for sure. Okay, and I'm not. I don't mean to put anybody out. As the kid starts to develop and goes to like, I mean, you got to cut it off. But you go to kindergarten now at four years old. I, I would yeah. assume that that it would be the absolutely, yeah. and you probably want to wean him off beforehand. So I'm thinking three. But I know that, like, we've had friends that have gone up to that and maybe a little bit more. We've had other ones that have basically cut it off after, like, a year, just a little bit more, and said, all right, yeah. on the well, road. Well, eventually, like, Noah doesn't breastfeed anymore, he prefers per the, se. He prefers but he food. Still, but he still will, for comfort, once in a while, okay. ask yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Right. He, and he's two and a half. Yeah, he's two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Which, so, to me, is unacceptable. Mean, but he's already yeah. starting to, like, yeah, I don't need that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just give me my... Give I'm me a my, real... I'm, yeah. Give me my coconut milk or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know? Um... But with the budget thing, people 
this is has nothing to do with a child, but you should budget for your own time off work anyways. What if you get injured? What if anything? Right. You should have months of money saved up if any of you guys need to take time off work. Oh, yeah, I think that's it has to be so important that just the just in case fund. Well, yeah, so I mean, here here's some here's some advice. I went to TD Bank a couple years back and I opened up an account and that account is every day every day the bank is going to take $2 out of our regular account and put it into that account. Right. $2 a day. And we don't I don't see it, I don't look at it, I don't touch it and it's over right. it's over 4 grand already. Right. And it's just a little bit of a savings account. And it's you don't think of it. It's right. coffee every day. You're buying it anyways. Exactly. And it's just in that account, and we never t- ever touch it. Right. And it just grows. So if, if, God forbid, I get injured, or Crystal gets injured, or whatever, then fund. we have money. We have emergency right. fund, or call it maternity fund, or call it whatever you want. What? But it's still a, a, an amount saved. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, with that being said... Let's go home with this one. Ooh. That's a drink for those who are listening. And if it's out of a bottle, or if it's out of a, if it's out of a beer bottle, or if it's out of a baby bottle, that's right. It's still a drink. All right. So, if you're new to the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast, we always end every We're Gonna Be Dads podcast with the best thing about being a dad. No, it's not the dad bod. No, it's not the sneakers with jeans. It's a good old fashioned dad joke. Gentlemen, I'll start with it. I, I'm going to be nice and quick this time because I've run out of a lot of my material on subsequent podcasts. Okay. So this is just a quick one-liner. Um, my dad would tell us, uh, you know, we'd be watching him. It'd always be topical. Dad jokes are always topical with my dad. So we'd be yes. watching him a war movie or something like that, and he'd be like, you know, Mike, I really wanted to buy some camouflage pants, but I couldn't find any. Because <laughs> they're camouflage. Right. So, like, That's funny. crap like that. It's just, it's it's... Topical one-line pun-ish jokes to me are a staple of men over fifty. Like it's just it is what it is. It's a quick connect. Uh, you can do it in, in amongst everything, yes. and it's just I don't know. It really always resonated with me. All those like little ones. I'll have to save up some more for next time because I keep spending them all on other <laughs> podcasts. I held the door open for a clown. It was a nice gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, so lame. It's good. Yeah. My dad would always. Um Every time um, the Simpsons come on, you know, yeah. and the theme song starts, you'd go, the showman. Because <laughs> you, you can relate to the yeah. show to us, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. That, that one always made me laugh. But, uh, you know, then there's always the, the silly jokes like, um, oh, you know, Dad, you're losing weight. He's like, yeah, I'm on a seafood diet. Everything I, I see, see, I eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a dad joke. <laughs> well, one of the dad jokes that I love that... I didn't even realize it's a dad joke until someone told me it's a dad joke. But, and Kyle, you're very familiar with it. I believe you're the first person telling me this joke. My doctor told me I should get in shape. I said, doctor, I am in shape. Round's a shape. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Or, or yeah. This, is, this one's a good one. This is actually from my dad. Um, my doctor told me to watch my weight, so I put it all in front of me where I could see it. <laughs> Classic. Nice. Yes. That's good. I like all that right. a lot. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I would like shoot. to take... A moment to say two things. One, I want to thank my dad. Right on. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's not easy being a parent, and I, I really believe that parents do the best they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank him. Like, you know, he wasn't the greatest all the time, but nobody is. Nobody is. Nobody no. is. But he did the best he could, and I'm thankful for that. So thank you, Dad. Right on. Nice. Carrie, that's for you, buddy. Awesome. You know what? It, it's so important, and that's spoken from the heart. You can tell. I, I can see the sincerity in your your eyes when you said that. But it, and it comes from someone who's been there as well, too. You know, like you're seeing that now with your son and 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 your future son on the way too. It's it's something that you have to be aware of too. That your parents, yes, may not have always been right, but they did the best they could at that time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so true. It's so and, absolutely and true. And when you become a father, you also realize, even though you're. Your kids are definitely worth it, but as a parent, you make sacrifices for them. And sometimes they don't realize that, and then through the teenage years, they'll treat you like shit, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they think they know it all or whatever. And, you know, they always your parents always say, oh, one day you're going to know, you're going to realize. Well, when you become a parent, you realize, and they make sacrifices for you, mm-hmm. whether it's financial sacrifices, emotional sacrifices, social sacrifices, they make sacrifices. So, yeah. And um, if I can give another bit of wisdom, 
um, I wanted to mention this earlier, but, you know, to you guys, mm-hmm. both of you, Mike and uh, Anthony, you know, there's no manual, there's no manual on having children, and everyone's going to do different things, whether it's breastfeeding till they're 18 months or till they're four years old, mm-hmm. or um, whether, what's the other thing, or whether they co-sleep or not, right? Um, there's no right or wrong way to do this, and you're going to learn, you're going to learn as you go, and, you know, don't, don't, you know, listen to other people's advice, but just take it all with a grain of salt and do whatever you, you can. Whatever you choose is the right thing to do, unless you beat your kids. <laughs> Wait, like, definitely do that. do that. Well, I mean... <laughs> don't definitely Just do don't that. leave bruises. Right, for yeah. a bag of oranges. Yeah. Got it. Nerf a barrel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't wait for that stage. Oh, guys, I'm excited for you both. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Okay, so, with that being said... Mikey? I, I mean... As always, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we had a great time doing this. It was great to have Kyle in for a couple episodes to tape these, and uh, I'm sure you'll all enjoy them. Um, nice to have a different dad. You know, that's, I think, one thing we've noticed is different dad's perspective. It's mm-hmm. a really well-rounded approach, and this is the kind of thing, if you are going to become a father, you find out that I think one of the things I've learned is at least source perspective from the people that you know that have been through it. Because like Kyle said, you're never going to go by somebody else's manual, but the more that you can hear from these experiences, I take little bits and pieces from any, any of the dads that come in here and the people I meet on the street. So uh, take that all, shape them into your own, and I'm sure you'll be a successful father. That's what I'm, that's what I'm banking on anyways. Well, Kyle, I want to absolutely thank you for coming in, making the trek, uh, you know, bestowing your wisdom on us. Um, of course, always being the great podcast supporter that you are. I'm sorry I didn't mention you in that in that intro for the the. Uh, oh, no one. hard feelings. No hard feelings, of course. Um, I mean, you, you thank Dave, but like seriously, you forgot me. Come on, I'm like so, what has he uh, really done but disrupted podcasts? I mean, other than interrupting people through anything, constantly. That's his favorite thing to do. I think he does it on purpose, but. Of course. Let's leave it as it is. That should be actually a drink on the drinking game. Every time Dave interrupts somebody during during, uh, something they're saying. Anyways, this is episode five. Episode six, we got Rob Cost making his much-anticipated return to the podcast. We're going to talk the dad bod, the second half of the trimester, uh, men being mindful of everything that the woman's going through. And, of course, the very hot topic, not Donald Trump, not the wall, but decoding the pregnant woman. All that and I'm more. I'm glad I missed that one. <laughs> All that and more. Episode 6 of We're Going to Be Dads. This is episode 5. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I don't know. We need a cool like, dad sign-off. Like, uh, dad on. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>